I've heard it said you steer where you stare. We are bombarded daily with voices vying for our attention. And if we fill our days and minds with Netflix and social media feeds, we can get off track pretty quick. That's why I developed a 30-day music challenge. Listen to Christian music exclusively for 30 days. The challenge is free, and I'll be right there with you every step of the way. Head over to michellenizette.com forward slash 30-day challenge to sign up. Change your music, change your life. You are listening to More Than a Song, episode 64. Hello, and welcome to this episode of More Than a Song. My name is Michelle Nizat, and this is the podcast dedicated to helping you discover the truth of Scripture hidden in today's popular Christian music. My goal is to teach you to connect portions of God's Word with the songs you're singing along with on the radio, to help you meditate on truths that will transform your way of thinking and ultimately your life. This week, we will be using Building 429's song, We Won't Be Shaken, to dive into Scripture. It came about as a request from one of my best friends who was in God's Word, and what she discovered reminded her of this song. I love that, because the premise of this podcast is to use the lyrics of the songs we're listening to and direct us to God's Word, but it makes perfect sense that the opposite will happen from time to time. While we're in God's Word, it'll make us think of a song. See how all that's connected? Well, I do want to mention that if you have a song request, you just shoot me an email, michelle at michellenizat.com, or connect with me on Twitter or Facebook. I've had a few requests over the life of this podcast, and I love it. Uh, it would be my honor to feature the songs that mean, mean the most to you. And the end result is always the same, of course, just inspiration to pick up God's Word and read it for yourself. So I can't wait to hear from you. So I mentioned last week that my bestie gave me this song idea and the scriptural direction too. So let's jump right in. My friend was reading in Luke chapter 22, where Jesus tells Peter this. He says, Simon, Simon, Satan has asked to sift each of you like wheat. But I have pleaded in prayer for you, Simon, that your faith should not fail. So when you have repented and turned to me again, strengthen your brothers. Now, uh, that's in a wonderful section of scripture. If that just piques your interest, I hope you'll dive right into Luke chapter 22. But when my friend was reading this, she uh, noticed that in the Greek, uh, it said that it was to sift like wheat could also be rendered to shake violently. In fact, you could say, uh, I looked it up in another commentary, another Greek lexicon that said it reflected inward agitation to try one's faith to the verge of overthrow. Inward agitation to try one's faith to the verge of overthrow. And my my friend's commentary is what led her to this idea of, of sifting being shaken 
violently. And then she looked at the cross reference and the cross reference led her to Psalm 62 verse two. And it says, he alone is my rock and my salvation, my fortress where I will never be shaken. So let's not miss this overall lesson here. There are circumstances in our lives that cause us great anxiety and fear. And, and what do you do when you're afraid? Or, or think about your pet or a pet or a small child. When you have a pet or a young child that is fearful, you can often tell that they're afraid because of their outward shaking. Okay, and as adults, we can often hide that outward shaking or that outward quaking in fear, but there is still an inward shaking or an inward agitation. And what does the enemy want from all of this? He wants to overthrow your faith. Just like with Peter and the other disciples, the enemy wants to sift us like wheat, to shake us so violently that he overthrows our faith. But what did Jesus tell Peter? He said that he pleaded in prayer for Peter that his faith would not fail. And then what did Psalm 62 promise? It says that God alone is our rock and salvation, our fortress where we will not be shaken. We can hide in him. We can take shelter in God, our fortress so that we will not be shaken. And Christ himself appeals to the Father on our behalf so that our faith will not be overthrown. Now, I grieve for those of you who walk in a place of anxiety and despair right now, where you're being shaken so violently that your faith is on the verge of being overthrown. But can I encourage you? You can trust in him, your rock and salvation and fortress. I want to spend the rest of our time today looking a little bit deeper at Psalm 62. But before we do that, I want to point out the Bible interaction tools that we've already used today so that you can take what you're learning on the podcast to explore the Bible on your own. Now, my friend was reading in Luke chapter 22, and I don't really know why I didn't ask her specifically. Maybe she heard a sermon at church that referred to that section of scripture. Perhaps she was reading her way through Luke. You know, maybe a devotion she's working through mentioned that section of scripture. Uh, Probably the most ineffective way is just to kind of like open your Bible and see where, where where you land and just start reading. I don't necessarily suggest that as a technique, but I tell you what, I have heard many a testimony of folks who've done just that and God showed up and met them there. But whatever inspires you to pick up your Bible and start reading as you're reading There may be a phrase that jumps out at you or maybe even causes some confusion or you have questions about. In this case, the idea of being sifted like wheat obviously caused my friend to look down at the commentary in her study Bible. Now, I normally read my Bible on my iPad, uh, first of all, because I always have it with me, and I'm currently reading through the Bible. And commentaries tend to distract me. So uh, on the like the version app on my phone or on my iPad, I can just read. There's not the cross-references or the commentary in that version. So I can just read and not be distracted. But uh, investing in a study Bible might be a great option for you. Now, I don't want you to allow commentaries to be your crutch. 
Because God might want to show you things that you might miss if you're just consistently expecting someone else to explain to you what you're reading. But in moments like this, it it might actually shed some light uh, on a section of scripture that you may never have discovered otherwise. And so, again, that first Bible interaction tool is a study Bible commentary. Now, the next tool my friend used was the cross-reference. Again, many printed Bibles, almost all study Bibles, contain cross-references. And a cross-reference just points you to another text in the Bible that refers to the same topic. You know, many times a cross-reference in the New Testament may point to the place in the Old Testament where a phrase was first recorded or something like that. Now, in this case, uh, if to sift like wheat means to shake violently, it makes sense that the cross-reference would send us to a place in Scripture also talking about being shaken. So I recommend both of these Bible interaction tools when you're in a section of Scripture that you want to study. And I do recommend stopping to study a section of Scripture after you've read it all the way through in its context. Otherwise, you can get a little uh, ADD when reading your Bible. It just causes a little bit more frustration than necessary. You don't get those aha moments and that deeper understanding. What I mean by that is if you read and every time you see the little A, the B, the C, or look over a cross-reference for every verse that you're reading and look up that cross-reference and then go back and, and, and you don't really read the whole story in context and then uh, go from like the general to the specific, I think it'll cause some confusion and frustration. So these two tools I'm talking about, after you've read uh, the section of Scripture in context maybe several times, then you can kind of go and start to pick apart, go and read the commentary, uh, explore some of those cross-references. They're great tools, but not necessarily every time you read your Bible. Again, it's more of a, those are more study tools. So uh, I can, uh, I want to add one more Bible interaction tool that you should never be without. And that is prayer. You know, after all, we interact with God's word. It should be one in the same that we interact with God himself. These are his words after all. And without prayer, it can really stay in an academic exercise instead of spending time in relationship with the Father. So when prayer is added to the mix, God can just blow your mind with how deeply personal he can be. So again, Luke Luke 22 led us to Psalm 62. Our violent internal shaking leads us to the rock of our salvation, to a safe place, to God our fortress. And what else does Psalm 62 teach us? Well, if you look in verses 5 through 8, it says, Let all that I am wait quietly before God, for my hope is in him. He alone is my rock and my salvation, my fortress where I will not be shaken. That's the second time, by the way, it said that in Psalm 62. My victory and honor come from God alone. He is my refuge, a rock where no enemy can reach me. O my people, trust in him at all times. Pour out your heart to him, for God is our refuge. trust in you and we will be shaken we will trust in you we will not be moved
trust in you. Oh, my people, trust in him at all times. Pour out your heart to him, for God is our refuge. Some of you listening right now don't have many safe places that you can pour your heart out. But we all share one safe place, God alone. I love that Building 429 added into the lyrics, we will not be moved, because that is another rendering of that word shaken here in Psalm 62, uh, meaning we will not be shaken or we will not be moved. Um, But where must we go to not be moved, to not be shaken by our circumstances, by our fear and our anxiety? We must go to our fortress. Have you ever, ever seen a fortress? Uh, They are strong. They have thick walls. They are designed to withstand the onslaught of the enemy. God is your fortress. That is the only place where you will not be shaken. If you're like me, you you often make God your last resort. Why? Why do we do that? I don't know. But I've spent some time in Psalm 62 this week, and it is full of things to ponder. And I have just one more thing that I want to share. It's a word picture that uh, many of you might be able to relate to. I personally use the Bible interaction tool this week that I often discuss here on the podcast, and that is the tool of reading in various translations. The internet has made this extremely accessible to everyone. I used to have this like five pound parallel Bible, and it contained only four versions side by side. And now you can see 10 to 15 different versions and use some of those tools to say, to see two or three of those versions side by side, just right there on the internet for free. Just absolutely crazy and absolutely cool. But I just read Psalm 62 over and over again in different translations as I let it all sink in. So in various versions, I read this word picture, and it comes from verses three and four. So, so many enemies against one man all of them trying to kill me. To them, I'm just a broken down wall or a tottering fence. They plan to topple me from my high position. They delight in telling lies about me. They praise me to my face, but curse me in their hearts. Now here David is describing in this psalm how his enemies see him. And his enemies see him like a broken down wall or a tottering fence. Walls and fences Both of those are designed to set boundaries and to provide a barrier. But as a wall or a fence, we're sometimes broken and tottering and and not very strong and stable. And some of the versions uh, that I read or translations that I read referred to the wall as leaning. You know, and any two-faced bully with a good shove can just topple you over right now. Your defenses are down. So based on this psalm, What should your response be? We've already read it, but I want to go ahead and make a list. Okay, so I'm taking those verses that I read to you earlier, and I'm going to make a list. So what should we do when our defenses are down? We need to wait quietly before God. You need to place your hope in God. Trust in him at all times and pour out your heart to him. Because only he is my rock, my salvation, my fortress where I will not be shaken, 
the source of my victory, the source of my honor, my refuge, and a rock where no enemy can reach me. All of that, you guys, all of that came from just those few verses. And I'm reading it. I made a list. I encourage you to write that down. Make a list. Even if you just take this podcast and take your Bible and do exactly what I did. It's powerful when you make that list, when you look at those verses and kind of break it out like that. So again, you know, final Bible interaction tool of the day. Gosh, this has been like a super class of Bible interaction tools. Turn this knowledge, turn that list. Of course, the list is in itself another interaction tool, a written list. But this final one is to turn all of this knowledge into prayer. Interact with Father God himself. Now, you can follow uh, the prayer guide that I use, which it, it uses the letters A-C-T-S. So Acts, Adoration, Confession, Thanksgiving, and Supplication. Supplication is just a fancy word for our requests. And so, of course, if you start with adoration, then you start with praising God for who he is. Then we'll move into confession, into thanksgiving, and then into making our requests, okay? So I'm going to do that right now using the list that I just wrote coming out of Psalm 62. And I wrote this prayer out of these verses and out of um, interacting with with the word the way that I've discussed today on the podcast. O God, my rock and my salvation, I praise you because you are my fortress where I will not be shaken. I confess that you alone are the source of my victory and my honor and that I have been seeking victory through my own strength and I confess that I've been seeking to be honored by others rather than you. Thank you for being my safe place where I am protected. Thank you for being my rock where no enemy can reach me. God, right now, I wait quietly before you. I place my hope in you and I trust you. And then in this moment is where you just need to pour out your heart to God. Even if you just prayed that prayer word for word with me, in this moment, make your request, pour your heart out before him. Even if you just want to pause the podcast right now and pour your heart out to God. Otherwise, listen to this prayer from our song. So what's next? Well, we discussed so much today, and I just ask that you pick something. Uh, Usually I don't try to use so many tools all at once because I want you to focus and pick one thing. And so since I gave you so many to choose from, just pick one and jump in. If you are not reading your Bible in a particular area of Scripture, I encourage you, pick up Psalm 62. It's been a really good one for me this week. And if you're already in God's Word, try chasing down a few cross-references or explore some new commentary. Finally, take what you're reading and turn it into a special prayer with your Heavenly Father. When you're done adoring and confessing and thanking and requesting, 
Don't forget to quietly sit and listen. I'm so excited about how God might meet you this week. And if you are being violently shaken right now to the point that you are in the verge of your faith being overthrown, run now to the fortress where you will not be shaken. While you're in God's word this week, please let me know how you're doing. You can email me at michelle at michellekneezat.com. Hop on Twitter or Facebook. Let's talk about what you're learning. Or you can leave a comment on this week's show notes, michellekneezat.com forward slash 64. And just a few quick announcements before we leave today. I want to personally thank you for listening with a gift. I don't want you to have any excuses for not having God's word front and center every day. So if you just log on to my website, michellekneezat.com, subscribe with your name and email address. I will email you memory verse resources each week to display on your smartphone, tablet, desktop, or even print out to place in the best location for you. It's just a small token of my thanks and hopefully a useful tool for you. And I want to shout out to Eric from Florida, my newest subscriber to my website. Welcome. And then don't miss an episode of my podcast by subscribing in iTunes. While you're there, please leave me a written review and a star rating. This encourages me, but it also helps me stay visible to new listeners and just gives me some credibility. So as always, if you take the time to review my podcast, I will take the time to personally thank you right here on the podcast. And then I had a quick question this week from a friend who was was on an iPhone and now is on an Android. If that happens to you, Stitcher Radio is the app where you can access this podcast and still never miss an episode. Well, that's it for this episode of More Than a Song. Next week, I will use American Dream by Casting Crowns. It was a request by Melina, one of my listeners. And don't forget, you can make a request too. But if you liked this episode, would you mind sharing it with others? I've made it really easy. With one click, you can share via Facebook, Twitter, or email. Just head over to michellekneezat.com forward slash 64. While you're there, I'd love to hear from you. Click on comment to join the conversation. Until next time, take time to meditate on God's word and consider his ways.